Well, before we start, am I allowed to say scrape the barnacles? Uh, yes. Am I allowed? What about empty the bilge? I was going to say flush the bilge, but swab the deck. Yes. Oil the teak. Wait, hold on. You said swab the. Yeah, that's good. Gild the lily. I don't. I don't even know if that <laughs> one applies. Where are we? What's uh, going on? Never mind. Maybe we should just begin. All right. Okay, so I, I think uh-huh. we've got all our vocabulary uh, accounted for. Um, we are, as we normally do here on Out of the Main at season's end, we are doing a clearing the decks episode, various and sundry items that have been uh, stored up over the course of the season that we're now going to uh, bring out into the open, and then we're going to hit the new year with a clean slate. Clean slate. Clean slate. Clean bill of health, hopefully, too. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. You didn't do that last year, by nope. any means. Okay. <laughs> Well, so we've got a, a hodgepodge of things, at least I do. Yeah, me too. Uh, and some of them are things that I were holding for the lightning round. So Same. And I'll hold some of them still for today's lightning round. But would you like to start or would you like me to start? Go ahead. This was your con. Well, I guess it was originally my concept, but that goes back three years. Four yes. years, maybe. I don't know. Yes, Go ahead. Yes. You first. All right. Well, so do you know who Sebastian Bach is? Ah, Bach. From Skid Row. Not Johann Sebastian Bach. Uh, The lead singer of Skid Row. Oh, I was doing a joke from MASH. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Okay, so Sebastian Bach has a new song out and a new album forthcoming in 2024. Really? What could this have anything to do uh, with Yacht Rock? Well, <laughs> listening to an interview, uh, listener Steve turned me on to an interview he was doing to promote this new song coming out. And... um, they get on the topic of like what kind of music you like to listen to when you're not rocking. Mm-hmm. If it's not metal, what's it going to be? And Sebastian says, well, you know, metal puts me in this mood that I'm crazy and wild and just like, but that's not really who I am or who I always want to be. Mm-hmm. So what I'm really listening to these days is Yacht Rock. No kidding. Yes. Yeah. Now you know what Yacht Rock really is? Put a pin in that. Oh, so um, he's like, yeah, I just have such an appreciation for the production, the performances. He said, if, you know, I, I'm not one of those audiophile nerds, but I got a good stereo system and I want to hear the best of the best. Right. And he puts on his favorite of the best of the best is Nightfly. Oh, good. I yes. was going to expect you to say Asia, but. Close, though. Yeah. Very. Yeah. So he just loves the way Nightfly is produced, mixed sure. and mastered. And do you know who masters that? Well, it's been mastered a couple of times, but... The original um, master. I don't know. Robert Ludwig. Oh, well, of course. Yes. So, um, he goes on to then talk about how just the entire era was mixed perfectly, recorded perfectly, mastered perfectly. The sort of punchline to this whole thing is that this album comes out in 2024, and who's going to master the new Sebastian Bach record? Ludwig? Bob Ludwig. I thought he'd retired. He did. This is the last thing he did? This is the last thing no he way. did. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. I thought you were going to tell me the title of the album is Out of the Main or something no, like that. No, 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 oh, okay. um, no. I mean, the song that's out now is about what you'd expect. It sounds like a deep cut Skid Row album. <laughs> um, but it's, it sounds beautiful, man. It sounds mm. awesome if you're into that mm. sort of thing. So anyway, I would say Sebastian Bach has been found at sea. Mm. Well, I'll tie in with that because uh, I had a little thing written down here i don't even know where i gathered this from or where at sea i found this uh may have even been in the liner notes of one of the uh um albums because the steely dan catalog is getting the re-release with these special uh 
you know, box set pressings, yada, yada, yada. And there's been some additional liner notes added by Fagan for this because he's kind of overseeing the whole process. Um, so that may have been where I got it, come to think of it. But um, he had said something about the song Josie. Now, when we talked to Don Bright up, he talked about how uh, difficult it was or challenging to get the interview with Fagan because Fagan and uh, Becker were infamous about not wanting to do interviews or if they did, they just trolled. The entire time. (laughs) So when asked about uh, Josie, Fagan, here's his quote on what he said about it. It has a lot of stuff in it, plus (laughs) some other stuff. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, Yeah. it is true, actually. Profound. All right, I found that. Let's see. Yeah, you should have left Now the deck is clear in that particular location. Okay. Um, All right, I'm going to go then. Mm -hmm. Short and sweet. So my son, 19-year-old that he is... um, Sends me a song called Sailing, and it is a cover of the song that you're thinking of. Okay. By an artist by the name of Kane Parsons. Ever heard of Kane Parsons? Nope. Me neither. Nope. Kind of a techno-y thing. Oh. So this is Sailing meets, well, it's Sailing, but it's Yacht Rock meets Stranger Things. Take a oh. listen. So there you go. That's what uh, sailing would sound like if it was caught in an episode yeah. of Stranger Things. I'd have to spend a little, little more time with it, but uh, I don't mind what I'm hearing there. Maybe a little too much on the uh, detuning. Sometimes, <laughs> yep. but yeah, hey, that's what makes it cool in uh, Gen Z. Yeah, that's what the kids are doing these days. All right, what do you got? Well, remember back when we did our episode called What Were We Thinking? <laughs> yeah. So that was an episode where... We went back and recollected thoughts and things that we had said in earlier episodes that now we clearly, well, we regret saying or we realize how wrong we were at the time. Because this whole thing, we've been learning as we go, right? True. We had a certain amount of knowledge going in, but we've certainly been learning as we go. And there were things that we thought about Yacht Rock that we wanted to take back. So that was a whole episode dedicated on that. I would like to encourage publicly here, maybe somebody will carry the mantle for us. Mm-mm. The OGs of Yacht Rock, JD and the and the boys. Yes. They need to go back and do a What Were We Thinking episode. <laughs> On the Page 99 song? Well, maybe. <laughs> now that they've heard me say that, <laughs> they were it could bamboozled. Be. Yeah. No, but I, I would wonder if there were certain ones in there that they would like another mm. take at. That's a good idea, actually. You know, right. it's e- we... easy content, even though it's, you know, self-deprecating. Yep. It's all right. Yep. Well, who's going to deprecate you if you don't if you deprecate know. yourself? Yeah, right. You know? Okay. So, is there a particular song you would nominate for oh, yeah. a review? Oh, yeah. Does it start with Gigolo? It does. Mm. And it ends with... Uh... Does it get lonely, too? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Cool Cat. Okay. <laughs> but uh, go ahead. All you're, right. You're up. I am. Am I? All right. Well... I will point out a couple things that we are obviously we're nearing the end of season four here of Out of the Main, which after that comes season five. I don't know if you realize that. Hmm. Okay. Um, and so we've pro- been renewed for a new season. We have been renewed. Okay. Yes, I just got the word. Okay. Same same um, deal as last time. Okay. Though, in that's, terms of salary, <laughs> that's too bad. <laughs> um. So, um, at the end of every season, we've been rerunning our Christmas special. Mm-hmm. So. That will be available. I'm going to have that drop this weekend. 
Um, so people will have something to listen to. And next Wednesday will be too late if you're going to be in the Christmas spirit. So it's going to come out this weekend. Yeah. I listened to it. <laughs> Back to the, what were we thinking? What were we thinking? <laughs> oh, boy. So it's primitive. So anyways, I wanted to let people know who have joined us just this season and weren't aware that that exists, that it's there and you can check it out. But with the asterisk that it is pretty primitive before we were... Well, the expert that you are and <laughs> Yacht Rock is. Yeah. So, yeah, well, people, every year they do ask, are there any good Yacht Rock songs uh, for Christmas? You know, they, glad you asked. You, oh, question. you got some new ones? I do. Oh. Number one is, in case you are a listener to this here podcast, but don't follow social media, like listener Mike, I would <laughs> tune you to one song or two songs. The first is Silver Bells by Page 99 featuring Dane Donahue. Strings of streetlights, even stoplights, blink a bright red and green As the shoppers rush home with their treasures Hear the snow crush, see the kids bunch, this is Santa's big scene And above Ah, yes. What's the other one? <laughs> well, well, let's go back to that one. Real okay. Quick. That, yes. So you, you're, you're working on an album with Dane Donahue. Yeah. Um, is that going to be released in 2024? Indeed. Awesome. Do we know when yet? No, we're about, uh, let's see, we've got eight of the, or seven of the nine songs. I think it's going to be nine. We had seven of them done. The only thing left on the final two is to finish up vocals. So we are fairly close. So it just becomes a time of figuring out strategy. And that's, that's gotcha. Dane's department, not mine. Okay. Well, uh, he sounds great on that song. That's a great version of Silver Bells. So that's out on the Spotify's and the iTunes and all that stuff currently. So go and check it is that. Yachty. It is Yachty. Add it to your playlist. Um, and then the other one um, is a song that uh, I helped rework, which is August Red's latest single. Right. And that is a cover of Sia's Santa's Coming for Us. Santa's coming for us. Santa's coming for us. Santa's coming for us. Super fun, <laughs> super well, bouncy, man. It started out bouncy, so yeah. I had I had to like take some of the bounce out of it. Um, instead, gave it some yacht rock uh, halftime shuffle, which was thanks to you. Yeah, the concept was: uh, what if Rosanna beat was infused into the original? What would that sound like? Mm-hmm. And now we've got a male vocal about a six octaves lower than what she's saying. <laughs> well, no, true, only one. But um, so try to take some of the bubble gum out. But man, I hope people like that one. Mm-hmm. Add that to your playlist as well. Yep. Last thing before I hand it back to you. I know that there are two August Red singles in the offing for 2024. You so. would know. They're yours. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is in store for page 99 in 2024? Ooh, well, new album. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little different than the last. I will say it's a little more AOR than Yachty. Still highly West Coast music influenced, but probably you're going to hear more Toto in this one than, say, Steely Dan or things that maybe people heard previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, won't be a shocker. But then also, I have, I can't really announce it yet. Or at least what the, uh, but I do have another collaborator. A collaborator that people that listen to this show will be familiar with. But I can't release any more information from that. Hmm. Hmm. Now even I'm wondering. Okay. Can't say no. yet. Hmm. Peter Beckett. <laughs> <laughs> say it's Peter Beckett. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All, All right. right, is it back to me? Yeah, so just, you know, update your Christmas playlist, by the way, would you? Okay. Since we're playing tunes, I'm going to play a few here. The um, this conversation goes back to when a few episodes ago in Lightning Rounds, you dropped in a couple of Cool in the Gang songs. And now, so there we had a discussion about Cool in the Gang well beyond the hits. Mm-hmm. And I kind of talked you through here from maybe this era through like the late from the late seventies, maybe through to the mid eighties was a good pocket of stuff. Uh, really consistent sonically. Some of it was produced even by uh, Yumir Diodato, the fusion guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all, how would I describe it? Well, the, the story goes back to a few years ago when my wife and I went to Jamaica and we, going to go and hang down at the beach and I'm getting my tunes ready and I'm trying to figure out, well, what do I want to listen to while I'm on the beach? And I just, out of nowhere, grabbed one of the Cool in the Gang <laughs> albums on my stream and listened to that. And as I'm halfway into it, I'm like, I know, you know, you, you think reggae when you think Jamaica, but man, the vibe of this album is just absolutely perfectly fitting, right? Because there is a even though it's funk it's very smoothed out it's very uh non-aggressive it's um it's that i remember when Questlove did this um documentary thing about funk he said there's really two different camps there's the parliament side and then there's the earthwind and fire side the parliament side is grimy it's greasy it's nasty earthwind and fire side is where all the refinement happened so i'm thinking you know we talk about genres here or labels or distinctions or whatever i'm thinking there's really an area of what we call funk maybe you can call it r&b i think there's a little bit of a difference there but that is extremely smooth and easygoing it's not yacht rock it's not yacht soul but it's just this funk influenced stuff that is still really easy on the ears easy on the mind it's not you know, attacking your eardrums. It's not attacking your sensibilities. So I'm thinking stuff like Cool the Gang is a perfect example. Luther Vandross maybe is another example. Some of the uh, Jeffrey Osborne, Commodores. Ooh, yeah. uh, let me just play a couple things. These are tracks that are deeper cuts. So Cool in the Gang, 1983, title track from the In the Heart album. We're going to pop ahead to about minute 50. And there's just, just it, great groove, easy going, nice horns. Hit it. When you say you love somebody... So 
smooth, easy going, yeah. easy on the ears. Let me play you one more. This is Luther Vandross, uh, 1986, Stop to Love. It's not like I'm trying to start a new podcast about a new genre <laughs> or anything and start rating tunes, but... Oh, let just, me delete was, that note then. It was just sort of a discovery that there's this kind of area in the funk realm yep. that's kind of easy going and smooth, and I made a playlist, and, uh, you know, cool funk All right, with well, a K. Hit me up with the link, because A, I want to listen to it, B, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. I've struggled with what the same... What's that? C? I don't, think See, I don't even want to think about C, no. But I've struggled with the same conundrum, which is, where do I put this, or what do I call it? I... I end up throwing some of these songs into my Yacht Rock playlist. In, yeah, it's in, not right belong there. there. Um, question about your Jamaica trip. Okay. You're listening to Cool in the Gang, right? Mm-hmm. Were you listening to the Ooh La La La? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's go reggae dancing. Let's hear a little of that. Infectious, absolutely. Maybe that's yeah. where it started. It, it could be. Yeah. I don't think that was the album I played first, though. I okay. think it was this In the Heart album, as I recall. But still, the point remains valid. Yes, it does. All right. I'm going to listen to that uh, smoothness. All right. Well, that provides a good segue then to dip into the viewer mailbag. <laughs> Mail's in. <laughs> All right. Because, sort of relatedly, um, we've got some viewer mail here from listener Larry. Okay. And he just tipped me off. I, can't, I don't even have the whole note, but he wanted us to listen to and opine on a song by Alan Gorey. Okay. Who is of the Average White Band. Yeah. Solo Project, 1985, so just outside the harbor here. Mm-hmm. A song called Sleepless Nights. Let's listen to a little of this. Sleepless Nights. Yeah, you know, that wouldn't be out of place on my uh, cool funk list or even a uh, Quiet Storm yeah, kind of it's, place. It's kind of not entirely out of place in a Yacht Rock playlist, too. No, I know other it's than not. some of the sounds are definitely 1985, DX7, fairly heavy. Instead of the roads. Big reverb. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't call it Yachty, but it's, it's clear the Yachty sensibilities are there, and now they're pursuing the sounds and the sonic abilities of the new instruments of 1985. Yeah, there's right? even a little lead horn part that you say is a DX7. It synth. sounds like the, a DX7 horn sound with that wind instrument, this thing you stuck in your mouth and blew yeah. through. It's smooth as silk, though. It there's is. No arguing there. Well, it's got its uh, DNA in Yacht Rock. No question. Yeah. Well, uh, let me remove the question because uh, some deets on this one. Okay. Listener Yorn will like this. Produced by Jay Gruska. Oh, wow. Of? Uh, Maxis, yeah. Yes. Um, speaking of Maxis, the guitar is Michael Landau. Ooh, can't go wrong there. Additional synths by Michael Boddicker. Uh-huh. Nathan East is on bass, 
Mm-hmm. Pretty yachty. And get this. It's got to be the same cat, unless you're going to correct me here. Background vocals by Joseph Williams. Mm, wouldn't surprise Is me. Is that the Joseph Williams? I, would, I don't Total? know of another one that okay. sang from the era that I'd be familiar with. I mean, it's not... It's a fairly ordinary name, but I, yeah. I, I bet you it's him. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, also, Michelle Gruska. Now... Who in their right mind would have their wife or daughter sing backups on their yacht rock music? Must That's all be crazed yeah. up in here. All right. Well, thank you to listener Larry, and you're welcome to listener Yorn for that little gem. Okay, so I said I have one more left. Mm-hmm. And speaking of just opining on ideas, uh, this was something I heard this song, guitar solo, which I will play in a second once I set the stage for it. Um and it got me thinking about something I'm going to be paying attention to going forward. Okay. I don't have a bunch of examples of this. This is just kind of a thought that came to me. So I was listening to uh, Mark Jordan um, and the Hole in the Wall album. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of heavy guitar solos on that. Some of it is from Luke and some of it's from Graydon. Mm-hmm. It's Graydon on this particular tune. I'm going to play a Hold On. We're going to listen to the guitar solo. And the, what I want to pay attention to is the way the guitar solo ends. Both the note choice and sort of the timing of it. Let's listen to that and then we'll come back and I'll give you um, my thoughts on the back side. So at this point, what I'm kind of paying attention to is Jay has become a well-established producer, mm-hmm. but he's also playing the lead guitar on this. So a producer is going to have what in mind as they're working up a song? They're they're thinking of the entire picture, and most notably, how does it service the vocal? Mm-hmm. So you hear this guitar solo get out of the way of the vocal, right? Timing-wise, it's done before the vocal comes in, and it lands on a note that establishes this new key that they're in, as well as doesn't conflict at all with the lead vocal. That's the producer mind and the math and the and uh, arranging you have to do. It's it's thought out in advance. It's planned. Mm-hmm. You know, when guitar players do these solos, whether they're doing a big run or something, they always have that target note where they're going to end in mind. And that target note serves some sort of purpose for how the whole solo is supposed to express itself, whether it's supposed to resolve or whatever, but Mm -hmm. the target note. Now, let's contrast that with Lukather. And we talk about Lukather, right? Equally good player. But Lukather's approach is entirely different Mm -hmm. because outside of Toto, where he knows everything about the song, when he's brought in as a session guy, often he didn't even want to hear the song. Right. right, that's right. Or give me you know, a key and four bar run up. Yeah, or he's just you know just hit, just roll it and let me play. Mm-hmm. Right, and a lot of times you know that's what you want from him because he's, he even to his own admission is at his best in his you know first take zeros, his one two whatever before he starts thinking about it. So he's not going to necessarily get out of the way of the vocal. He's not necessarily going to know how it ends. A lot of times he's keeping on wailing and they just got to duck the fader you know (laughs) so it's because they have two completely different approaches one is just lead guitar guy i don't want to know too much i just want to play what i feel Mm -hmm. versus producer guy who 
sort of has every single nuance of the song figured out in his head. Yeah. Right. So going forward, I just kind of want to pay attention to the comparison of Jay Graydon post becoming a producer and Lukather session guy. You mm, know, interesting. That's a good uh, little uh, little homework. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's hear the end of the uh, Jay Graydon one again because that last note is, is too good. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, not what you're expecting. Not at all. Okay. Interesting thought, thought experiment there. Yeah. Before we go into the lightning round, though, I have to flush the bilge. All right. This thing has been bothering me for years. And I got to take this opportunity. The bilge? Yes, this particular piece of bilge. Oh. So I want to um, offer a contrasting approach to what the heck are you doing at the end of the solo? This has always bothered me. We're going to go to Poison, oh. something to believe in, and look at how this exit of this guitar solo, now this is after CC has left the band, so this is new guy, and like, does he not know when the solo section ends? Listen to this. It sounds like he squanks that last note. Like the, the, he makes you wonder how much they had to struggle to get that solo. And you're like, nah, never mind. It's good enough. We're not taking it again. I was going to say, couldn't they let him have a second take? Well, that may have been take 200. <laughs> he's The ending is building to something, this wide open space, and he's still... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure that guy listens to the podcast oh, yeah. ever since we started talking about Sebastian Bach. All right, well, now that's enough of that. Uh, now that that bilge has been flushed, we can enter the lightning round. All right, so before we actually start the lightning round, I got a little bit of leftover lightning, which is right. a couple of things that were in my list, and these tie back to previous episodes. And uh, from the disco episode we did mm. with Alex G. So I went searching and uh, seeing what else I could find. Now, I found this tune from Denise Williams, has lots of yachty bounce, but it's also mixed with a lot of uh, disco sensibility. And as I look deeper, it's produced by Foster and Ray Parker Jr. together and has wow. just about every yacht name you can think of on the LP. So here's Denise Williams' I Found Love. All right, so that's one. And then from the heydays, back when we were uh, Jerry Hay, mm-hmm. doing some beast mode uh, searching, Polina da Costa from the Sunrise album. Again, an album full of every yacht rock personnel you can think of. This is called Walkman.
So that's got some uh, almost beast mode in there. Yeah. God, I love that Paulino DaCosta record. Yeah, both There's of them. There's a couple of them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, so now we can uh, get on with the regular part of the lightning round. So you want right. to start since uh, I've already yep. yapped on a while here? Let me go here. Yeah. Found at sea. I am going to find at sea a little trap rock for you. Mm. Um, but allow me to dip into the viewer mailbag to do so. Mail's in. All right, this is listener Tom in State Park. I'm sorry, State College, Pennsylvania. Mm. He's written to us a number of times. In fact, he just wrote to me recently, but this is from last year. That's how long I've been holding on to this one. Wow. Because it starts, on these cold winter days, I keep thinking of warm places and warm songs. And I'm wondering if Chris Ray, you know, fool if you think it's over. Uh, If Chris Ray's On the Beach is Yachty by your standards. Well, let's take a listen. Between the eyes of love, I call your name. Behind those guarded walls, I used to go. Upon a summer wind, there's a certain melody takes me back to the place. So that's from 1988. And it sounds like it to me. So I'm going to say it's not very yachty. But no, I'm not even entirely sure it's trap rocky. It's so uh, like Latin music influenced, yeah. samba or bassa influenced. Yep. But it does bring me to the beach. It does warm my cockles. Uh, for that reason, I give it eight out of ten somethings. I don't know what. Okay. I love it. I love Chris Ray's, you know. Yeah. I do like that song. And um I don't know what playlist I'm going to sneak that onto. Maybe okay. your funk playlist. Hope you didn't. <laughs> it's not a collaborative <laughs> list. Ah, dang it. Ah. Uh, so you said he's from where? State College? Yes. All right. Well, here's what I have that was found at sea. State Cows. Their new <laughs> cover of Ticket to Ride. Very well done for that. Isn't song. that something? I, I I've never done that with trepidation. Up. I mean, I've done my fair share of covers. I wouldn't have dreamed that one up. Man. And it works though. It does. Well done. Yeah. Well done, boys. All right. Um Buried you, Treasure. Go for it. To me. Uh sticking with the theme of uh covers. This is a twenty twenty three single from M. Griner. Ooh, I know her. Hint hint. Uh What You Won't Do for Love from Bobby Caldwell. I guess you wonder where I feel I search to find a love within I came back to let you know Got a thing for you And I can't let go I tell you, speaking of found, I think she's been found at sea. Yeah. She's completely yachty now in almost every way. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. Very good. Uh, well, I am going to piggyback off your funk, uh, your, that little sort of quasi-category you couldn't figure out what to call it. Cool funk with a K, I've decided. I know you figured out what to call it, but you couldn't figure out how to describe it. Whatever. Yeah. This is uh, Commodores from 1981. Yeah. My Buried Treasure is a song I, f- I forgot I forgot about off the same album with Lady You Bring Me Up, mm-hmm. right? In the Pocket. And this is Oh No. And when he comes, I'll let you go. I'll just pretend as you walk out the door. Oh, no. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I love that song when it came out, man. It's one that one of those. I look at the title and I still can't sing it in my head. But then, it, yeah, oh yeah, oh, it's so good. Isn't it's it? so simple in its core. I love it. It's so good. Very good. All it's right, just one of those songs that never has to try too hard. And, you know, it's good. Just perfect. Yep. All right, um, you have an off the map. I do. Okay, and um, again, this like you said, this is completely off the map, but because uh, it is John Denver. But uh, <laughs> all I, right, I, you're I, on the wrong podcast. Next. No, 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 oh. no. Just wait, just wait, man. Um, 1982. So this is the same year that he put out his uh, Christmas album, the, the Rocky Mountain Christmas. Oh yeah. But check out. There's Jim Horn on this on sax. Ooh. But. Check out the uh, recording personnel on this. I mean, because this album sounds sonically unbelievable. And that's what caught my attention. I had some semi beat up John Denver records that I still had to go through, hadn't listened to. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had gotten them in a collection that I bought. And so I just put this on on a whim. And on my system, I'm just blown away at how good this record sounds. You know, you don't associate John Denver with audiophile recording, right? No, not necessarily. But you do. When he's brought in Elliot Shiner. Oh, my. Roger Nichols. Hello. And mastered by Greg Calby. Man, you're talking three super studs there. Got to be pristine. Yeah. The the album is called Seasons of the Heart. I don't necessarily have a song picked here, but uh, you want me to pick one? Give us anything? Yeah. Give us one. Give us a taste. All right. How about a little bit of this one? Opposite Tables. My brother's at opposite tables. Like fire and water. How clean and beautiful is that? The drum sound great. Yeah, that's usually what sets the entire stage. I noticed that when we were going, we were talking about that funk stuff. I'm like, man, the drum sounds are just so good. Yeah, you don't get that anymore. Anyways, all right. Well, for mine off the map, I have a question for you. A topic I want to delve a little bit deeper. So, at the outset, you said page ninety nine was more AOR than it was yacht rock. Um, Yes, I want to pick your brain. Well, first of all, if you're willing to share why you decided to go that way, and then what is the difference in your mind? And it just happens to coincide with my listening habits late this year. I've sort of like moved from 1982 to 84 now to 85 to 87 for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And that's the way music went back in the day. And so my ear seems to evolve that way. So we have not talked about this. Not at all. So the reason, well, first of all, the sound, the difference is that it's going to be a lot less jazzy chords and groove-oriented. Okay. Uh, probably more reliance on guitars and things. It's not like it's a hard rock album. It's still sophisticated in terms of the chord structures and all that, but it's not going to be so, quote, jazzy. Okay. Right? Um, less, as I say, groove-oriented when you think of a song like uh, Sunrise on the Water that's Starts with the piano and halftime shuffle. We're not doing that kind of stuff. So this would be more, I guess, out just outside of the Yacht Rock area. So it's still West Coasty. Like maybe the closest comparison might be Mark Jordan's Hole in the Wall album, mm. which still has some indications of Yacht Rock, but yep. it's, you know, a little more. I don't know. It's a difficult question to always answer. Which is why I it. asked it because I it's 
a lot of times that type of music sounds like kissing cousins to Yacht Rock, even though you can say you look at it and I could intellectually say there's not a ton of overlap in terms of like you just so said. So maybe groups. when I say groove, there's less reliance on something that would be considered a bounce, yep. number one. Mm-hmm. But also to your question about 85 to 87, I enjoy playing and putting myself in a specific time frame as a producer and saying, like for the first album, I said, I want to do 1978. For the mm-hmm. second album, I kind of said, I want to do 1980. And with that, it's what synthesizers I'm using, what things came out. And so now with this one, you you heard maybe a little more mid-80s. It's because I am allowing some DX7 and some other FM belly, chimey sort of synthesizers to get involved that did not exist in the earlier time. So part of that reasoning was i just wanted to expand the palette because i felt i'd kind of done that i always start a new album with the idea of what is the sonic picture going to be okay i'm not just randomly putting songs together i'm thinking here is going to be the overall sonic structure that i'm going to work within so that ties into my uh my final question of the day you know how back in the day the uh all these series they love to End with a cliffhanger, right? And the series <laughs> with a cliffhanger or the season so that you wanted to come back and see how it paid off next season. So, so I have a, are you going to shoot me in the, or somebody here is going to shoot yeah, me? In, and then wake uh, up in the shower or something dream. like that. Jeez. The, the cliffhanger question is this. So we've covered Yacht Rock for four years now. Truth. Well, and sort we, of. <laughs> yeah. But what we've talked about in a myriad of different ways is the pristine recording techniques, the expert musicianship the precision to which it's all put together, which again is about performance and the sonics, but that they achieved such a high bar of songwriting, performance, uh, arrangement, production, intelligence, yeah, production that you know we think has been unmatched. We don't think it's been you know, and we we talk about yacht rock goes roughly from nineteen seventy six to eighty four. So my question is, if we say. Okay, let's say 75 to 85, just sort of to expand it out to a a more traditional 10-year thought. Does all of those things that we say about Yacht Rock and achieving this high level, which we say has never been, we don't think has been reached since, is that true of genres outside of Yacht Rock all across the board? And is it more about the years of 75 to 85 than it is just about the Yacht Rock Center? Mm. All right. Well, you've got me coming, wanting to come back for more. So um, until then, I guess uh, we will remind people to listen to our holiday episode, uh, Christmas-inspired songs that do wade into the harbor in our yachty. Mm-hmm. So we wish you all a fond Adesta Fidelis or Ahoy Polloy. <laughs> <laughs>